Welcome to On Air, the podcast from leading probate genealogists, Finders International, with your host, David Lockwood. Hi there, and welcome to the latest edition of On Air. I'm Dave Lockwood from Finders International, and with me on this edition is Alexandra Gordon, a step practitioner, chartered tax advisor, notary public, uh, immediate past president of the Kent Law Society, and with Tassels Solicitors in Faversham, in Kent. Hi. Hello. Hello. Makes you sound really, really interesting and fun, it doesn't does, it? It does. No, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Currently, immediate past president. Yeah. Soon to be very unimportant. Okay. Okay. So we're doing this in May. So this will probably go out a little bit later in the year. So um, you're not important when this goes out. No, then. I'm Sorry not. about that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so uh, thanks for joining us on on the the pod. Um, you've listened to a few, so you know what's incoming. So sorry about that. Um, we'll we will we'll do this in two parts. So obviously this is the first part, and then we'll we'll have a break, and then we'll come back with the second part. But first off. Why did you become a solicitor? <laughs> well, it was a toss-up between being a pop star <laughs> and a lawyer. Um, they were my two favourite things growing up. Um, and I didn't really know what to do, so I thought, I'll do a law degree. It's a good degree to do and see where, see where I went with it. I went to the University of Kent and at the time they were one of the only universities that had like a law clinic. Yeah. So as part of my degree, I got to actually undertake legal work under the supervision of solicitors Wow! Okay. because I think the academic side and the practical side are very different yeah. um, so it really showed me what it would be being like what it would be being a solicitor and I actually I really enjoyed it um, I, I hate public speaking <laughs> um, so I knew I was never going to be a barrister like even now I'm nervous I just I, something about it, it freaks me out um, but in the Kent Law Clinic I actually had to represent a client in court really and it was, looking back to it, I just remember, it was against a partner of another law firm in Canterbury. Um, it was only a district judge, so it was in their little room. And um, they asked me a question. I forgot how to address them. I kind of, <laughs> like, I knew the answer and, yeah. and we did win, but oh my gosh, definitely was not made to be a barrister. So that's for sure. <laughs> you'll never be Rumpole or anything no, like that. No, absolutely no. not. I know I'm just not, not that good at public speaking. I'm getting better, but I'd rather avoid it. This? Yeah, still nervous, oh, nervous. don't be nervous. <laughs> um, but I think that doing the practical side of things is, is where I, I shine academically. I'm fine. I, I got a good degree, but law school, I really shone. And uh, for example, I do, wills and trusts like most people that you're going to be interviewing yeah. but at university i hated equity and trusts i used to avoid every seminar and lecture because i, I hated it i didn't understand it um but now it's my job so it, it's very different academically and practically yeah. i find the topics yeah so uh, with that aspect of law wills probate that you 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 know you specialize in that do you delve into any other parts of of law at all or uh, no, so it's it's private client only. So wills, trusts, tax planning, mm. probate, more supervisory and lasting powers of attorney, yeah. the, the normal stuff. Yeah. 
the the normal the run normal, of the mill yeah. that gives you absolute <laughs> headaches and things like yeah. that when you <laughs> it's know it's always interesting yeah. well yeah it is isn't it i mean that that's that's the the beauty of the 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 the, the work that you're in is that never one day is the same exactly i think you could just draft wills and even if every <laughs> will was the same actual will the story behind it and why you're getting to it is always completely different um and you do see some weird and wonderful things um especially i think within the last maybe five years i don't think i've done many basic wills you don't get a normal family structure where right. everything's to spouse everything's to children there's yeah. always maybe step families there's a problem with a a child that they're writing them out um so there's always something a bit quirky um yeah. i always remember one of my first clients which really like highlighted client how clients act um we had a questionnaire how many children have you got and they filled it out two children da, da, da. took instructions for the will and then at the end of the meeting i said oh right just recap so each other as executors then your two children da, 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 everything to each other and then your two children and they went oh should we mention we've got three children and I said, yes, that's kind of key. When I said, how many children do you have? And they were like, well, we don't like the other one. And I was like, they still exist. <laughs> I still need to know about them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's always something quirky going on. Yeah. So it keeps it interesting. Yeah, that's good. That good. Yeah. keeps you on your toes as well, it doesn't does. it? It yeah. does, yeah. yeah. So what would you have been doing if you hadn't have um, <clears throat> ended up in the law? Oh, I'd love to say I would have been a pop star. I'm not <laughs> sure I would have quite made it. Um I'm very good at having little concerts on my own in the car. Um, and I'm very good at doing Celine Dion impressions only when I'm drunk. But I think that's probably the limit to my uh, singing career. <laughs> um, I think I would probably have been a party planner. Really? I, I love organising yeah. events. Yeah. Really love it. I love doing goodie bags. And so for the Kent Law Society dinner last year, we had yeah. goodie bags and things. I love that kind of thing, organising. I and don't really like attending parties. So it's oh, kind right. of the perfect <laughs> yeah. planet and then go home. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you just leave the, the, the carnage behind. Exactly. That. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So being Kent Law president, you know, president of the Kent Law, what, what was the responsibility there? I mean, was it quite a big responsibility or it, was it just... It, was because i took over during covid so yeah. it was a funny time so normally you're president for a year yeah. um my my previous uh president she stayed in office for about 17 months to kind of mm. get us through the beginning of it and then i came into being president and i think i had about 18 ish months so i am the longest serving president of the kent law society right in our 200 odd year right. history so yeah. i'm very important i'm also <laughs> the shortest as well probably so that's quite entertaining and the youngest as well oh i should i should tell everyone this there you go well, you um, are now. there you I'm go yeah, there we are um, yeah. so it was there was a lot to be done but also at the same time you couldn't do anything in person yeah and we really concentrated on well-being and burnout uh, and things like that so we did a lot of webinars um and we were really lucky that a lot of good speakers gave up their time for free so you've probably heard of leah Steele. yeah she was brilliant she started us off um for for free she gave up her time and she did webinars for us and we were trying to aim them at the junior um kind of level of the profession in kent because a lot of those had been furloughed mm. so we were trying to give them something every week to kind of keep them in touch with what was going on to see other lawyers and 
it wasn't all on well-being. There were soft skills thrown in as well, like public speaking. Um, I should have listened more on that one. <laughs> um, but loads of different things. So we tried to cover a lot. And it was run by Sophie Wallace, who you know. Yes. Um, so we put that on for, I think, about 13 weeks. And then we did kind of big then one-off events um, on those topics um, and just tried to support people as much as we could. Um, we also set up a buddy scheme, trying to buddy junior lawyers with lawyers of over 10 years PQE in Kent. Nothing to do with mentoring in terms of subject area, but it was more to have like a friendly ear if you needed them on, I don't know, time recording or not being able to manage your time or Mm. being stressed. It's nice to speak to someone maybe outside of the firm um, that you're working in and just say, oh, I'm struggling with this and someone else to go, oh, I'm struggling with that too. Like panic not, it's okay. Um, And that's still running. So that's been really really successful it's good to to, if if you do work in a bit of a silo it's good to know that there are other people's in similar silos exactly doing exactly the same thing as you and having the same problems exactly yeah yeah gives them that that little bit of reassurance doesn't it yeah no definitely um and i think it was really helpful we've had lots of good feedback um from what we did during that 18 probably a year where we were were completely in lockdown and um it helped us. We ha- we really enjoyed it and we all learned a lot. We yeah. did a lot of private client webinars as well um, at the time. And that was really handy because everything was changing in private client, obviously not being able to see clients and yeah. remote signings of wills and things like that. So it was nice to have other practitioners from local all kind of share their views and listen to people who were at the top of their game in those topics. Would you say COVID forced the industry into modernising? Yeah. Definitely. I think I I know a firm that used to make their staff work from home years and years ago, at least one day a week, because they knew it was more profitable because actually staff do. I think I definitely did work harder from home. There's less distractions. Um, I don't think it's the way forward completely at home Mm. because you don't learn. I've done most of my learning from people around me. Yeah. But I do think it's nice to have kind of for your own kind of time management and well-being to have a day almost where you can just get your head down and do work without interruptions yeah. and try and tick off some th- things off your to-do list um so yeah i think it was almost a good thing and it also showed you that you were going to events that you really didn't want to go to or need to go to but you were going to them for the sake of it and you were like well, why am i even going to this i so i think it made you streamline and prioritize what you wanted to do as well yeah i think you're right, post-COVID events have been very different. Yeah, um, very different. That, that, that people aren't going to certain events and are coming to other events and webinars are still there and I think they'll be play a huge, huge part, but it is nice to get in a room with people and talks again, isn't it? It is, it is. I think with webinars as well, we used to spend a lot of time travelling to the webinars. We, we used to go up to London for yeah. them as well. So you spend a lot of time travelling You'd be there all day and sometimes all day learning is quite hard. I find that quite hard to concentrate for that yeah. long a time. Oh, God. Um, so um, I think now if you can log on to a webinar, you've saved all that travel time. Yeah. And you can, if you're getting tired or I don't know, you need to do something, you can pause it and you can come yeah. back to it. And I think True. that's a better way of actually yeah. taking the information yeah. in. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Yeah. Got one coming up soon, haven't we? There we are. Yeah. Right, we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, moving on, uh, this question I ask everybody: What makes you mad? <laughs> well, in the real world, people who don't indicate—it <laughs> really drives me mad. I had one coming off of the M2 this morning. I pulled in behind him. I thought he's going to go straight on. Yep. No, he just pulled over. 
No. It really irritates me. I'm one of those people who wind down my window and go, your indicator's not working because you'll be sat at a roundabout and you're like, oh my God, why didn't you just tell me you were going left? <laughs> Drives me mad. Um, okay. So, sorry, that's probably not what you wanted. Um, no, no, that's fine. Uh, do, do you know, I agree with that. It does drive me mad that people don't indicate. Um, Normally BMW drivers. Yeah, let's blame all the drivers. B- yeah, let's blame yeah. them. Yeah, let's blame yeah. them. And Mercedes uh, drivers as well are getting oh, worse. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a minute. Um, in law, what drives me mad, there's two things. One kind of coming off the well-being. It drives me mad how badly staff are treated sometimes. I used to work at a firm where we lost a lot of, and it wasn't the firm's fault, but we lost a lot of junior lawyers from the whole profession. They left the profession because they couldn't cope with stress, anxiety, burnout, time management. Um, And it's really quite sad that they've studied all these years to become a lawyer. They finally make it and then they leave because they, they can't cope with the environment that law is. And it is a, is a stressful environment to work in, but I just feel we should be doing a lot more to support, the junior members of staff maybe i think we all need support but when you're fresh into the profession it's quite a lot to take in i think being thrown in the deep end sometimes is not the best place yeah for somebody with little experience exactly some people thrive under that and some people don't and so i just think we should support staff a lot more than than what we do um and i think i I mean leah will tell me i'm wrong on this but my, my view is that as lawyers, the better we get at our job, the less of our job we do and the more management we do. So you end up with lawyers managing people. Yeah. But we're not managers, we're lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. So actually it's quite obvious that staff aren't going to be looked after maybe as well as they should be because we're not trained to do that. I mean, obviously I'm an amazing manager. Um, ask anyone. Um, but <laughs> I, I just think there's the, that's where it falls down sometimes and it's... And I mean, I've done management courses and I really enjoy them. Actually, I quite like the management side of things, but it's not for everyone. It's not. No, I've been a manager and I think my team, my last team would probably turn around and say I did everything for them, but I could have been better at certain things. Yeah, I think we all could have. Yeah. 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 Um, So that's one. That's something that makes me mad. And then um, secondly, I've seen this quite a lot. It's happened to me and it's happened to people I know. When people feel threatened by you being good at your job, yeah, that drives me insane mm. because it, we're a team at the end of the day. And actually, if everyone is very good at their job, it means that your team is very good at their job, which means they're probably making good profit. Um, and it means that you're surrounded by people who know what they're doing. Yeah. So the risk is very low. You can then collaborate and someone knows some, everyone knows something. Um, yeah. So that really frustrates me when people are almost punished for being good at their job. It's very short-sighted. Yeah, Yeah, I can relate to that. That's not just the private sector, that's the public sector. It's quite big in the public sector. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I just think think it's awful. I I want to be surrounded by people who are better than me. Every person I've trained, I've trained them to be better than me because I can't remember everything, can't remember anything some days. Um, So I want... So, for example, with Sophie... When you said about doing this webinar on yeah. intestacy, yeah. well, I said, well, Sophie's going to have to come because I trained her on intestacy and she does it every day now. I don't. Yeah. So I'd be a bit of a fraud doing the webinar when yeah. actually there's someone better to talk yeah. to you about it. Yeah. Um, and I just think we can't all excel in everything we do. You need to 
kind of pick your area and be very good at it know the other areas but be able to refer to someone who is better yeah and collaborate because i i don't love being told i'm wrong that's an absolute lie but (laughs) i don't hate it if someone says to me yeah oh that's wrong my first my first thought is oh god what have i done Mm. why is it wrong tell me how to do it better is and if someone says there's a more efficient way of doing things right let's hear it let's change things not well i'm going to completely ignore you now and not give you work because you're trying to be better than me I, do, there's there seems to be that culture and it's so silly competitive culture yeah, yeah. and so it doesn't silly. lead to it at the end of no. the day does it? it it's not about competition it's about actually serving clients the, the and clients yeah and your firm exactly and, and the public if you're in the public sector it's not about personal thiefdoms and things like that exactly so i think yeah that's that's probably bigger for me yeah but. But yeah, BMWs as well. And BMWs, yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with that one. Right, okay, we're going to leave it there for the first part of uh, this edition of On Air. Alex, we'll be back with you uh, next week, but uh, stay there because uh, I've got to talk to you about the next part. Perfect. Hang <laughs> See there. you in a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to On Air. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast as we'll be bringing you another episode next month. For more information on our services, visit our website www.findersinternational.co.uk or call us on 020 7490 4935.